Now, it's podcasts like this one that are really fun. And I say that because sometimes, like, the title kind of gives it away. We think our problem is our problem, but really the way we're handling our problem is our problem. I think I learned this way too late in life. Alhamdulillah. Now I get it, and I stop right there and, like, wait a minute. This this might not be the real problem. might be how I'm going to react to it. Now, today we're going to do another. This is probably the 10th installment of Marriage tips you guys have been going crazy i didn't think you guys were gonna love these so much i'm so excited so many women want to work on their marriages it is half our dean alhamdulillah now even if you are not married if you are looking for a spouse a lot of you also have been saying look i'm looking for a spouse but these tips have been so helpful because it's almost like training me on how to be a good wife before i'm a good wife and then for women who are already married they're like look i need to like you know get the love going back with us all right they have certain problems and they're really just trying to work on being a better wife, more present and, you know, all that good stuff. So love that either way. And so many of you um, have joined us before in our uh, free marriage class. I think we do it once or twice a year. And guess what, guys? Our free class is about to open up again, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala, January 25th. We're only going to open it for about five days, but we have just revamped it. So if you have seen it before, you have not seen anything because we just redid it. And we're going to give you like the red flags, like the killer red flags that like people need to pay attention to for picking the wrong guy. Like don't miss these ones. And then we're also going to give you advice and tips on exactly what you do need to look for to find the right guy. And I think that one of the biggest things I've ever found that women struggle with is that because this is a decision that is the rest of your life. This is like the father of your children. This is like the person you have to wake up next to every day. This is one of those decisions you don't want to do without the right information. So, so excited that that free class is now up. The If you go down to the show notes, I'm going to start the podcast now and give you guys some really great um, insights on how to fix some serious problems that we might have in our marriages. But definitely if you are unmarried and you want to go check below in the show notes, don't miss it. I put the link there to get on the waiting list for our free class for January 25th. And if you don't know how to go to the show notes and all that, just DM me on Instagram. I'm there too. All right, let's get started. Let's talk about how our problems might not be our problems. It might be how we are addressing them. And then obviously how we can address them better. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I'm incredibly excited to be with so many of you today because we are going to be talking about something that I think is kind of the crux of where our problems are originating from. And so many of us can sit here and we could cite a million things like, oh, I have a problem with my spouse on this, or oh, I'm struggling with that. How do you get guys to do this? And yes, we could discuss all those things, but we're going to find that there is no home where you're not going to find marital problems. If somebody says that their home is free of them, you need to be weary of that person and how honest they're being because we're all going to face oppositions at some point. There is um, a, a famous saying by Ibn Wardi that um, says, there is not a person except he will be opposed even if he withdrew himself 
to the top of a mountain. And so it's not strange for marital problems to occur. Everybody has some type of a problem. Even if we're trying to avoid problems, they seem to find us. We don't know how, right? But if any home would be free from marital discord, it would have been the prophet, peace be upon him's house, right? If we could ever think of any house, but guess what? problems occurred between the prophet peace be upon him and his wives as well causing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him the option of even divorcing his wives and withdrawing himself for a complete month and the problem is not that disputes occur but that the problem is the way we handle the disputes it's kind of like what i talk about in the marriage course that i'm doing with so many of you right shout out to all the women in, excuse me not the marriage the in the emotions course shout out to all the women in the emotions course right because we're doing so much of this work and you can see and i know you're all seeing it in the comments that you're sending me how this can relate to your marriage as well and so as you're working on yourself it's actually directly impacting and improving your marriages and this is like a great point right here right So we talked about in the emotions course how the way you react to a problem is 90% like the situation and the problem itself is only 10%. So here we are talking about marital problems, right? So the marital problem, as big as it might seem, is probably about 10% of the problem. 90% is our reaction to the problem. So what we want to make sure that we're doing is that we're actually taking the problem and we're not exacerbating it through our emotional reaction to the problem. So in this podcast today, I'm going to give you a couple of tips of advice on handling marital problems in general, according to the Quran and Sunnah, which I think all of us could kind of benefit from. So I always even re- review and renew my intention with these from my own self. Because like I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advised us of these. The Prophet peace be upon him advised us of these and he followed them this advice himself. So what better information to follow when we're having marital problems, right? So the first thing I want to mention is tip one is um the fact that acknowledging that marital problems is like a storm and no one can see clearly during a storm so acknowledging that both parties are going to struggle when there's a time of discord just acknowledging that human factor that no one can think straight when they're upset no one can think completely straight when they're in an emotional um, state or a situation in a dispute that goes for us that goes for our husband so that does require a bit of um, empathy on our part and hopefully on their part as well and what i want to say to women when they're always like always tell me like well why do i have to do stuff first why can't he do it first, right? And I hear that from women a lot, right? That whole, like, I'm tired of us having to just bend over for men and, and, and give all the time. Why can't they do more for us? Now, I want to say that it's not a male-female thing. It's much as it is a human thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls for us to do certain things, and certain things we're going to do for the sake of Allah. And yeah, sometimes we feel like, well, he doesn't deserve that, or like, why do I have to do it? And then he's not going to even do it. But here's the thing. When we pass, right? Uh, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a good ending. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with us. He doesn't deal with the other person. He's going to ask us, did we do ABC? He's going to ask us, did we, you know, exercise patience? Did we, you know, withhold bad words? Us, 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 us. He's not going to ask the people who harm us. When does he ask them? He does ask them. But when does he ask them? When they pass. He's going to be all over them, right? So I think so often we 
jump to being judge and juror, like deciding what we withhold or don't hold because of the husband. Like at the end of the day, I make every decision about my behavior based on myself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I never do it based on how other people treat me because at the end of the day, I am judged for my response. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called me to respond a certain way, then I respond a certain way. It's not because I'm a woman. It's because I'm a human being and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set forth these same rules equally for men and women. And if some of these we think that they're not for men or not for women, I think we're going to be surprised. And that's something maybe culturally that we've mislearned. Um, the majority of these are for both. Like if a woman has to do it, a man has to do it for a lot of, um, you know, basic rights in terms of like treatment, fair treatment of others and things like that, you're going to find it's pretty, pretty similar. And so number one is just acknowledging that the other person, it's going to be hard for them. And how many decisions have been made in a marital, you know, fight or dispute. And afterwards we really, really regretted what we said or did. And, you know, at the time we, we couldn't see it. So just usually withholding your words and just acknowledging that, okay, this is an emotional time. And I probably have to understand that he's just emotional right now. I'm just emotional. Like that forgiving nature about the situation and just being mindful. Okay. Number two, I want to give a little piece of advice. Now this is a bit sensitive, but I do have to say it just because I hear so many women kind of like, oh, throwing up their hands and wanting to run away. So it's something you're going to have to definitely consult with a scholar. But I do want to say that generally, Islamic legislation doesn't allow us to just run and leave our house, right, without our husband's consent. And, you, and that's a bit of a tricky one. I know women are like, why do I have to ask permission? It's not about that. It's like, you have to also understand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how we're made as women, right? We tend to like, if you ask a sheikh, like who gives up faster, it's usually the woman. The woman's like, oh, had enough, can't do it, gotta go. Like we're just like, forget it. But, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he wants us to stay in the houses together. It's not about asking permission. He just kind of, you know, Allahu alam, there's a lot behind it. I'm not going to go into it. But think about it. If you go and you separate, it's, it's, you're not forced to deal with it the same way. Now, there are certain situations where you will leave the house. And again, you have to consult with scholars. Please, guys, don't start DMing me and asking me your personal situation. And I don't give fatwas on Instagram. <laughs> like, no one should give fatwas on Instagram. I tell women this all the time. Stop asking for fatwas on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and, and in groups, this is not the place for that. Go to a, a scholar. There's certain things that only scholars can do and so yeah you have, might have a particular situation but like in general the point is to face the problem and not just take the easy road of just dismissing ourselves. so definitely like consider not just running away going to your parents house or like you know getting your own apartment i've heard women like i'm going to rent a hotel like that's not favorable from the side of Allah he wants us to kind of sit in it and deal with it and work it out and a lot of imams they will all suggest the same thing as well if you go to imams because majority of the time it can if everybody calms themselves down they can talk about it but the, but people just choose not to and that's not by the way of the sunnah so definitely um don't leave on your own that's not permissible you should go to check with a scholar if you think you really need to go and then just that's my my biggest advice for women before making a big thing out of it um and number three holding back accountability and critically examining ourself first that's a big one i know it because believe me men do a lot of things that we are like hmm 
that is not me. That is all you, my friend. But the truth is, um, Islam calls us for self-reflection first. And especially even in the emotions course that I do, like I said, and even in um, even the um, marriage course that I do, I teach women the whole first module is usually very steeped in self-work, self-reflection. And people want to run away from that. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm not the problem. He's the problem. You just, you just missed it, sis. Let me tell you why. And I'm like, no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to do self-reflection first. Self-work first. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did this first. There's not a situation where you know better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what you need to do first, or I know better, right? So holding yourself accountable, this is going to help us to avoid disputing in, in ways that are not in our favor, pondering, you know, up to like, what led to the problem? Could I have done anything wrong? Again, I'm not asking you to ask because you're a woman. I'm asking you because all human beings, male or female, are supposed to do this. And I think we've just been conditioned culturally that women are supposed to just deal with the stuff that men give us and like that's not true islamically that's not true i don't know who taught us that like maybe it's this culture or that culture i'm not going to start saying names but majority of the time it's just mistaught right so i want us to know that that we are accountable because we're accountable to allah like allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the reason we're self-reflecting not because we're at a point of weakness, because we're a woman, right? Both of us have to acknowledge our mistakes. The problem will subside and, you know, diminish if we can acknowledge each of us in our own way. And what if he doesn't? Well, that's between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're not in a race with him as to who could be better, male or female or husband or wife. We're in a race to Jannah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm in a race against myself to be better than yesterday. How about you? I don't, I don't, come like, I'm not into competing with other women. I'm not into competing with my husband. I'm in competing with myself for a better version of myself, honestly. All right, so um, the other one is number four. Forgiveness is huge. And I talked about this before. I'm not going to go into it too much today. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not increase, um, you know, his servant who doesn't, you know, pardon other people. We have to make sure that we are forgiving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does withhold forgiveness from us if we do not forgive. And I did a whole podcast on forgiving your husband, so I'm not going to go into it too much, but definitely looking for opportunities to forgive and hoping he does the same. And number five, um, the fifth thing I would give you in this piece of advice is from the way of the intelligent ones is to relinquish some of their rights for the greater good. So this again, another controversial ones. I have to bring these up with women, right? Um, what happens is sometimes, I don't want to say the smarter one or the wiser one knows when to just be like, I know, um, you know, like you know you didn't do something so wrong. It was the other person. But sometimes you give up some of your part or your rights for the greater good, like we said, for there's no harm for you to forfeit some of your rights. Like as long as they're small things, small things, even if it's difficult in order to preserve your family. Like there's some situations I try to tell women, I was divorced and remarried. Alhamdulillah, happily, happily married. Love my husband to pieces. But the, like, the process of divorce is incredibly ugly. And I know that from the first one. So I try to tell women, look, 
you have two kids, you have three kids for the sake of the children, for the sake of the the family preservation. I'm not saying to deal with that thing and don't acknowledge your pain or anything like that. Definitely, we have to work things out. We have to get you a mediator. We have, like, I help women all the time on consultation calls. If you need to talk to somebody, I have 15-minute free ones I do all the time. The link is below with all the other free stuff that we're, we're doing. But I want you to know it's really, really important that we definitely take the opportunity to um, understand that sometimes we give up these teeny things for the sake of our beautiful kids and then being able to have a mom and a dad that live together and raise them together and these little things. And we hope that Allah makes it easy for both of us, us and our husband, to do that because men are supposed to do it too, right? It's not about us versus him. It's about us trying to follow the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most just. And he will not let anybody harm us more. Like everything is by um, by his will, right? And so lastly, what I would say is um, just be really careful into who you involve in your marital affairs. Now, they usually counsel women in certain things. And then eventually I'll get to a point where I'll say, okay, let's talk about introducing someone else into the process because clearly you and him are not seeing eye to eye or you're not communicating properly or you're you're stuck at a certain point but definitely try to avoid bringing other people in and it's up to sunnah to bring other people in you know if if you need to but you definitely should abstain as much as you can in bringing other people and advising you know other people about your um your matters and, and 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 not to disclose them to other people so use it almost like as a last resort but it's definitely good to bring in other people if you feel stuck um and i want women to know that i'm i you have rights you're allowed to feel happy and comfortable we don't need you to stay stuck we don't need you to be patient for the sake of law of allah while you're being abused or harmed never my sister this is not what islam requires of you or manipulated and and cheated on no this is not what islam requires of you it does require of you patience and doing things the proper way but it doesn't say to dismiss your feelings and to stay stuck absolutely not so last bonus tip i'll give is just the quality of your voice i've talked about it um before men for some reason they respond very strongly to sight and what they see and what they hear it's just something like their senses are heightened compared to ours and so that's why we say like they're more attracted visually with their eyes to things so we want to be more attractive to them but then also the way we talk for some reason especially for certain cultures if you just whisper men think you're yelling i don't know what that is right it's like for my culture all we do is yell <laughs> i know it and you're like oh your voice is so soft though yeah but in my culture people generally talk very loud and that's totally normal and my husband's not the case so i had to adjust it's just it makes it makes sense they're not going to shake the culture of decades off for you and you're not going to shake yours you got to meet in the middle and that's what we did right i hope some of these ways of handling problems really helped you it's just things to consider and again we started from the beginning of reflection and empathy and i pray that Allah gives us the ability to find love and empathy with our spouses don't forget guys i put a ton of links to a ton of free stuff that we have below i want you to catch all the goodies that we have going on in january we have a bunch of free ebooks and free challenges and you know just free classes do not forget we have the one with the mana fitness coming up in just a couple days get in there get your fitness for the year um like revamped kick those bad habits i will talk to you in the next podcast assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh